Thanks for checking out the Tennessee Holler Podcast, the flagship podcast of the Tennessee Holler Podcast Network. Subscribe to and support the Holler at www.tnholler.com to help us fearlessly yell the truth about Tennessee. And be sure to subscribe to the growing family of Holler Podcasts while you're there. You can also follow the Holler on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the TN Holler. Tennessee. 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 Lord, I've really been real stressed. All right, Gloria. Hi, Hi there. How's Hi. it going? It's good. So just to tell everybody what we're about to do right now. Uh, Gloria has just literally walked out of her meeting with Speaker Sexton. As you all know, the speaker stuck Gloria in a tiny office and her assistant in a closet uh, for what seems to be retribution for not voting for him for Speaker. Gloria was the only one who did not vote for him for Speaker of the House. And she was put in this office. She spoke out about it at one point moved her office into the hallway to make a point and also to be safe and they just had a meeting so gloria first of all i guess broad strokes give me one word to describe characterize the meeting gaslight gaslight okay <laughs> i think that's a compound word so that's one all right who was in the meeting um there was their leadership was there. My leadership, uh, Vincent Dixie and and Representative Camper went with uh, went along with me, and um, Representative Lamberth and Representative Faison was there. Doug Himes, who's from Ethics, was there. Um, Connie Ridley, who kind of takes care of a lot of the building stuff, was there, and um, the communications fellow, whose name I can't remember, sorry, um, was also was also there. So it was a, it was a big room. And you were the only one kind of from your camp or there were, there were other Democrats there. Yeah. Vincent Dixie and Karen Camper okay. were there as well. Uh, leadership. Cause I asked, you know, I didn't get a response in email from the speaker. So I asked our leadership to, to make a meeting so that we could talk about it. And how was it situated? Was everybody opposite each other around the table? Like well, paint the picture for us. Because there were quite a few people, we just kind of met in the outer office, which is big and open, which was good. Um, but the interesting thing was me and Karen and Vincent were all sitting down and all of them just stood up kind of in a circle around us. And uh, Including just, Speaker Sexton? Yes. Yes. They all, you know, in a half circle around us stood up. And um, so... Uh, it was it was interesting. Um, okay, so how does it how does it start? It starts with they sort of talk about concerns about my social media and me um, saying that certain things in the press release or the release that they sent that came from the speaker's office were lies. Um, okay, so let's just set that up for people. So okay. in the wake of this happening, the speaker has put out two statements. Uh, that sort of contradicted each other. And the claims that he makes in those statements are essentially that you asked for a new office different than the one you had last session, right. which you say is not true. No, no. And, and, and he admitted that I didn't ask in this, but he said in that, in that, um, in that release, it didn't say I asked for another office. That's the way I read it. 
It also said that I complained and I did not complain uh, in to anyone in, in leadership about that. I never complained about that office. So that's not actually factual either. So they um, said that you were lying about them lying, which was they said, lying. Yeah, they said, how was it he said it, that my saying that, you know, they just heard complaints randomly, not from me, but second and third hand. And oh, I'm like, okay. Can you did not, I, that's not me complaining. That's you hearing that I complained, but I never complained. So right. um, that's just not the case. Okay, so so they said that to you, and how did you and did you answer that? And I said that I can't. I said I uh, I actually tried to pull it up, and I couldn't find it right then. So I said that is not uh, my reading of it, and I don't have it in front of me. But that's not my reading of it. Um, and that was pretty much in that first one. That was pretty much it was about it, and made it sound as if I requested that leave because. Um, because something I wasn't happy with research and they made it sound as if my office was not, um, they made it sound as if my office was part of research. It was back in their hallway, but I had, it was separated. My assistant had a door. I had a door. I felt separate from research though we had to walk through it, you know, right. and that never bothered me. We just joked about it because the lobbyists call it the penalty box. Right. So Bo and I would joke about being in the penalty box, but never did I complain about that office and never did I ask to be moved. Okay, so did you ask him point blank, why did you do this? Um, he said it was not retaliation, but didn't really give any other. He, they, and this is where the gaslighting came in. They seemed to not be able to understand why I wasn't happy with the office that I had. Wait a minute. So they pretended to be like, yes, what's wrong? Completely clueless about, I just don't understand Gloria. Tell me what is wrong with your <laughs> office. Uh huh. And, and then they said, did anyone ever tell you that your assistant was going to be in that closet? And I said, well, someone did. It wasn't leadership, but yes, yeah, somebody did tell me that. Cause so, so what they're saying is, they never told us that that closet was intended for my assistant. They put all our stuff in there. Including a desk, if I remember. Oh, yeah. There's a computer desk in there. Um, so because the speaker never answered my email about the office, I didn't know. And I did reach out to the, the building guy that we were supposed to talk to. And I didn't hear back from him either. So, um, so he puts you in this conference room, he puts your assistant's stuff in that tiny closet, doesn't tell you anything, won't answer right. your emails, and then says to you, Why did you think that was the assistant's office? So, completely shirking all responsibility yes. and, and passing the buck essentially to you, trying to say, Oh, that you're making something out of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't know what their intention was, but the fact that her stuff was in there, the fact that the, the first day I took pictures of ceiling tiles are out, they those ceiling tiles have been replaced. Someone who works in this building told me they thought that they thought that was my assistant's office. So that's what I went on. 
because when I reached back to say, where is 427? Uh, because the day that we got the assignment and I was looking, there was not a room called 427. And so I asked for, you know, uh, in, in my typical way, I'm not real formal with emails. It, it, I'm just kind of like, hey, whatever, and you know. And But I never heard back. And then I'll have to check to see if I ever heard back from the billing fellow, but I, I didn't as of a couple of days ago. So is the spirit of the conversation that you're having with Speaker Sexton just now figuring out who where the blame goes or was it trying to no, it's figuring out why i had a problem okay are they going to fix the problem are they going to give you a new office well they kept asking about um why why do you have why is size so important to you you know and what do you consider a comparable office and i said well let's look at it this way last year there were there were 99 offices member offices that were all comparable. Of course, um, leadership gets larger offices. They're supposed to, they have bigger meetings and, and all of that stuff. They might have their whole committee in there sometimes. So that's, that's fine. But the situation is, I, what I kept saying is, I deserve an office that is comparable to the other 98 members. And they kept trying to get hung up on size or whether or not I had a window. And I said, well, the typical member office, office does have at least a window and, and that enough room to do work and have other people come in and do some work. You know, you can, you can see now that um, there's a desk and there's one chair. In my office last year, I had another round table with four chairs so people could work. I had um, two chairs for people who came in. A lot of times that somebody from the department comes, there's two of them. I mean, people need to realize like so you're sitting in your office. There are some offices, even Democrats have offices that are like five times that size with windows. The assistance offices are bigger than the one you have with windows. Yes. So like right. this was very clearly intentional and Cameron Sexton's efforts to act like, Oh, I don't know what you're talking about are completely outside the realm of believability and, are, and, and know, it was that's like, why gaslighting is what you called it. Yeah. And it's gaslighting is not something I'm super familiar with. It's always seemed like this weird, but when I thought about it, it was like they were trying to make me nuts because I felt like I believed I deserved the same office as the other 98 members. That's really what that felt like. And that's what it was. There's, there's no question when, when what it boiled down to is like, what I tried to say to them is you guys know, I, any member in this, in this building knows this is not an office like anybody else's. It's absolutely not to pretend that it's not. And to say, why, what is your problem? And why do you think you need a bigger office? I mean, that is just wild to me. Because one of the points made was, well, when we were in legislative, legislative Plaza, we had these tiny offices. My office in Legislative Plaza, I'm pretty sure was bigger than this. I, I, I'm, I'm probably going to go down there and measure it to see. But I'm pretty sure it was bigger than this. And, and no, and I never complained, never complained about that office. You know, I was the freshman uh, in the minority party and I was thrilled to be there. I'm still thrilled to be here. But in that, in the legislative plaza, there were other people who had offices like mine. You know, I still had an outer area. My assistant, as soon as I stepped out the door, my assistant was there 
we had a huge space for them. Who did and, who did most of the talking in this meeting? Was it you and Cameron or was it leadership? Lamberth talked a lot. Oh, Lambert was there. Faison just Faison just talked a little bit. Faison oh. Faison considered me calling something a lie, uh, making it a hostile workplace. And Wait, Faison said you were making it a hostile workplace. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay. And and so um, there's there was that, but mostly I talked a lot, <laughs> but but. I, I, what I realize because I do tend to overtalk because I want to explain things. I want people to understand. And, um, and Cameron Sexton, Speaker Sexton kept saying I was all over the place. Um, that sounds like something that men say well, to women to make them feel crazy. Right. Right. And so what I kept saying over and over was that I deserve the same a comparable office to every to the other 98 members. That's what I said over and over. And where was it left? And it was left at they're gonna talk about it and see. How nice so, of them. And and it was yeah, we we start Monday. You know, I I'm I'm gonna have to go through all this stuff, unpack, find my iPad because I've got to get it switched. And um and you know, I've got to do some work. I need to go get my bills. I need to Oh, and then here's a good one. Let me show you something. So, you know, last week I was here and I had my desk in the in the hall and I put it back in the office when I left because I was leaving for the weekend and everything. So um, when I left, I left the door unlocked. There's nothing, you know, nobody's ever bothered. Well, that's not true. Someone stole my giant chalkboard out of my office last session. Um, and somebody stole the par portion of my coffee maker, but we were able to replace that. I couldn't replace the chalkboard. But um, typically, I, nobody bothers anything. So I just left the door unlocked because I didn't have a key. And um, so I came back last night and I got here a little bit late. So um, I, my door, the door to my office is locked. And I couldn't get in because the office door was locked. And then um, the closet door was unlocked. So my office door was locked. I couldn't get in it to look for my iPad. The closet door was unlocked. So I went in the closet and I did a live stream from the closet on my Facebook last night. And and um, so I'm like, well, my door's locked. So in there in the office today, we were talking about it. And they said, um, and this is like, this was when I went, when I saw the giant gaslight, when it was said to me, well, you probably locked it. My office, previous office had a thing on the inside of the door. You could turn it, it would lock automatically. And so, you know, I'm thinking, did I, no, I know I left it open because I thought about not having a key. So I'm going to leave it unlocked. I get into this office today. I had somebody from maintenance let me in. You can't lock. I couldn't have locked the door because you can't lock the door without a key. And they told me, Gloria, there's a key lying on your desk. I said, well, that's nice. There's a key on my desk. My office is locked. I can't get to the key on my desk. So the only person that could have locked that door was them. So you think they were in there? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't care if they were in here. Yeah. I know that the guy came in to, to leave me a key, 
Yeah. But he had to have locked that door when he yeah. left because I can't lock it. So, so listen, what, what do you want people to do? Should they be emailing Speaker Sexton or do you think it's going to be fixed or, you know, what, what do you think is going to happen from here? I, I really didn't get a positive feeling that, you know, and I, and I tried to say multiple times, look, you guys, we can play these word games in here, but you all know that this is not a regular office because none of them would admit that. They kept trying to say that I had a problem because, you know, and I said, look, there were 99 offices last year. We lost those two. We gained those two. Put me in one of the offices. Oh, so you want to tell us which office to put you in? No, I don't care which of the 99 offices you put me in, but put me in one that is actually used as a legislator, legislator's office. It is ridiculous. And they need to make a decision because, you know, I'm. and they kept asking me, was I not willing to work with them? And would this keep me from doing my job? <laughs> I mean, it's it's wild that like <clears throat> they're trying to put this on you when it's very clear what happened here. And, you know, the truth is the longer they take to fix it, the longer people are going to be thinking about how petty Cameron Sexton is. You know, this is a really bad look for him. And it just shows that he is not much different than the previous speaker in his heart of hearts. Yeah, it's it, it's really, you know, and I tried to make that point. I was like, you know, this is you're saying this is not because of anything I did. This is your choice. I said this reflection is on you. It's not on me. Absolutely. And, I, and, the, and the reality is everybody who comes in this building, whether it's a, a staffer or a legislator or a friend of a legislator or a lobbyist or whatever their business here in this building, they're not going to think about me when they see this. They're going to think about the speaker's action. And, you know, it's it's out of fairness. And that's what I said, treating everyone fairly. Well, I think that's exactly right. Everybody, you can see the email for Speaker Sexton on the screen right there. Email him and let him know. Feel free to CC us, the holler at gmail.com so we can see your responses. Gloria, thank you for jumping on here and telling us about it. It sounds like reading your reaction here that you're not really sure if anything's going to change. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, that's really just going to end up being an even worse look for them. You know, your right. assistant being in a closet is absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, but, but because. But let me get back to, yeah. I want to clear that one up because yeah. they said they never said she was going to be in a closet. So um, they. You know, that's apparently I guess that according to them. And they never said that. I'm like, well, where is she going to be? No answer. And, you know, um, I'm going to clear up on my Facebook page and stuff. Some of the things that they, you know, they said she was on leave. I don't call that leave when you're being paid and doing all your work. But because it was on leave, they're all on leave. It, it's an alternative workplace. But they say it's called leave. But, but, you know, so, okay, if it is called leave, then I will say that's not a lie. That is some form of leave, even though she's doing work and being paid. And so I'm going to clear up anything that, you know, the differences between how I read something and what they say, I'll clear those up. But it's not going to change how... Um, you know, how I proceed, um, it is, I'm going to be respectful. I'm going to be professional. 
I'm doing my job. You know, I'm, I've almost got my bills. I'm picking up most of them today. I've almost got most of them written. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to do my job the best I can and work very hard as I always do. But, um, I feel like it's only fair to fight to have, to be treated fairly, to have the same office that every other member has for my district and so that I can get the work done for them. I know a lot of people appreciate what you're doing and what you've done and, you know, we'll see what happens from here. I think uh, certainly a lot of women feel them, themselves in the situation that you're in and they walked into this hole, they made their own hole and they're the ones that have to dig themselves out of it. And there's only one way to do that. And that's to make it right and give you an office just like everybody else's. Uh, I see a couple questions on here. Jennifer Bland Yamin is asking if masks were worn in the meeting. Uh, yes, they did. They did have masks on in the meeting. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Appreciated that very, and they, and they, they, they respected masking and social distancing as well. So that was good. Okay, good. All right. Well, let us know how it goes. Keep us posted. Thanks for jumping on here and telling us about it. And everybody, that's the email right there. Speaker Cameron Sexton, capital TN Gov. You see it, copy it, remember it probably won't be the last time we need it and uh <laughs> thanks for thanks for being okay with this Thank guy this whole thing. Yeah, bye, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> bye say bye bye everybody see ya thanks Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee.